You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? It's your guy, Ike Jones, and we are back with another morning drop. Today, we are talking about the QB position. Walker White recently was in the All-American Bowl and had some impressive throws out there, and it has Auburn fans buzzing. Can he compete as a true freshman for the starting position? Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on him. Are now, now listening, listening to, to the Wall Report. Morning drop. It is Monday, January the 8th. You got Ike Jones in here dropping a little something on y'all for Monday morning. Hopefully, everybody is doing okay. I appreciate you guys for coming in here and talking with me this morning. As always, we want you to get the conversation started by sharing the conversation with somebody else. Go ahead and share that out there on social media at The War Report when you do that. Like the video. Go ahead and give us a thumbs up right down there. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and we appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, before we get into the Walker White conversation specifically, it was move-in day out here on the plains. A lot of the guys who are intending to be here and... Uh, available for spring practice. The early enrollees started their move-in process yesterday. If you didn't see that, there is a video up on the uh, Auburn social media about those guys moving in. So a lot of buzz and excitement about the young freshmen hitting campus right now and hopefully moving in the direction of a program that's got a lot of young talent there and available to play. Um, But it is uh, high school All-American time, and they're having all of these games right now. The Under Armour game, first and foremost, happened. A couple of Auburn uh, coming in freshmen were in that game. We had Cam Coleman available, Perry Thompson. uh, Jalen was in there. Amon was in there. Towns McGo. I don't even know how to say his last name. McGo? McGo? McGo. I'll I'll go with McGo until I found out the correct way to say that. Um, We're all in the Under Armour game, and... Not a lot of stuff happening with those guys. Uh, Perry Thompson had a couple of targets and catches. Cam Coleman had a couple of targets. They were not, I don't even want to call those targets. He didn't get really any real opportunities in that game. Uh, Jalen had an impressive tackle on, uh, you know, a, a throw that was tipped, uh, but played in the game and uh, went out there and did their thing. But Props to the Auburn Tigers who did that, that are going to be there on campus coming up soon and happy to see those young men get out and get an opportunity to shine in those all-star games. The next up, we had the All-American Bowl, which happened this weekend, and that was the one that Walker White uh, participated in. Uh, We also had uh, DeAndre Carter was in that game. Um couple of other players good grief i don't know why i'm drawing a blank right now but we had a couple of auburn tigers that were available in that game and they they all had pretty decent showings i actually have a video up of all the throws from walker white on the war poor social media i'm actually working on some cut-ups from deandre carter snaps in that game he was in at the same time as walker white uh so he had actually a decent showing as well in that one so some good things happening for the young men that played in that game. And again, it is a, an All-American game. It is kind of like a, uh, it's a it's a scrimmage. It's not real action, but they were out there doing their thing. And I am looking forward to seeing all of the young men that participated in those games come and do their thing here for Auburn University. I am pleasantly 
not surprised, but I, I'm definitely excited about the direction that these young men can take with their future here at Auburn University. I want to make sure I get all the shout outs for the names for the men that were in that um, that bowl game. So it was Walker White, DeAndre Carter, um, Kinsley Faustin, uh, DJ Williams, and oh, excuse me, Morris Williams and Demarcus Riddick were all in the uh, All American Bowl that happened this weekend. So it wasn't just Walker White, but of course, when you talk about the quarterback position, all eyes are going to be on that. And Walker White did play in that game. And people were impressed with the early touchdown. Uh, it basically two dr- plays into the first drive. Well, it was actually yeah the first drive uh, for his team. Uh, first play, he takes off on an RPO uh, and gets a couple of yards. Well, it, and and the second play, it was a fifty-something yard touchdown. I mean, it was a it was a beautiful throw, uh, wheel route from the running back in motion. And it immediately set social media ablaze, people proclaiming him as the future, showing off his arm in that game. And, you know, now people are wondering, can he be the guy? Is he going to be the guy that's able to step up and be the quarterback of the future for Auburn? And the question is whether or not that can happen in year one. Now, he is going to be an early enrollee. He did go ahead and make the move into campus with the other early enrollees this weekend after the game. And I think he's got a lot of uh, impressive physical traits that allow him to step in immediately and be able to be someone who is not going to have to be. It's not like he has to get in there and and bulk up, right? Like he's already a big kid, right? Like he's got a, a frame that allows him to be able to play immediately. Um. But there are some things that are going to you have to wonder about whether or not the, the the high school that he played in, the competition that he played in in Arkansas, is that going to prepare him for the SEC speed? And is he going to be able to pick up the concepts and and be able to understand where to go with the football and trust his eyes and all of those things? I don't know the answer to those questions yet, but I do know that I feel as if Coach Freeze is turning the page. I talked about this a little bit yesterday on the thought process that it's going to be about experience. And I think that he's going to get into a place where it's like, listen, we need to get the best guys, the most talented guys out there on the field and just take our lumps with them early. Let them get out there and get experience. Does that mean Walker White gets a chance immediately? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't think it needs to be that he is in that position. I really would love for Auburn to be in a place where one of the young men that are currently on uh, the team right now at quarterback, whether that be Peyton Thorne, uh, Holden Gurner, or Hank Brown have the opportunity to compete for QB one and give him some time to get up to speed. I, I don't. I, I mean, I would love for him to be able to come in and get an opportunity to compete. And if he's the best one, absolutely play him immediately. Let's just go ahead and get him out there and get him his opportunities to make his mistakes as a true freshman. But if he's not ready, then I'm hoping one of those other young men are ready so that they can step in. I think that's why it's important that Hank Brown made the plays that he did during the bowl game, because now it gives some confidence to people that maybe he is ready to go out there and compete at a collegiate level and and take the reins immediately. You already know what you have in Peyton Thorne, third-year starter. He he is what he is right now. Can he make another step during the offseason and give you a more senior, experienced presence there in that locker room that allows you to have time to groom some of these young men? This, again, I, I've said this before, this is going to be the, the, 
the crucial thing for Coach Hugh Freeze in year two is figuring out what he's going to do at the quarterback position and who's going to be the guy that's going to be able to compete number one in the SEC in a tough SEC with all of the defenses that are here gearing up to be able to stop what's coming with all these great receivers that he's gotten as true freshmen and the great stable of running backs that we've got right now, is he going to find a guy at quarterback that can utilize all of those weapons properly? Because his win and loss record in year two is really what's going to be the accurate predictor of the trajectory of this program. Well, let me not say the win and loss record. It's definitely going to be about how the offense performs, though. And that starts with who you choose at quarterback. So can Walker White come in and compete? I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know about Walker White and what he brings and what you saw on display in the All-American Bowl is a young man that gives you confidence about the future of where your quarterback position can go. Because often I've seen people make the comment about who's going to throw all these guys the football and uh, – You know, all of these great receivers that you got in here in this freshman class, they're going to come in and they're going to get, you know, some quarterback that's not going to be able to utilize them. And they're going to be right back out of the door in year two. And I say not so fast. When you see Walker White, you see what is the projected future and you say, okay, year one may not be everything that you want it to be as a true freshman wide receiver, as a wide receiver who has been experienced in this room and they're waiting on an opportunity for an offense to blossom. But... You have hopes for the years after that with Walker White waiting in the wings, with young uh, quarterbacks like Hank Brown waiting in the wings, regardless of what happens here in year two under Coach Hugh Freeze. However, the offense does need to take an upward trajectory And it's right now, it's not moving in that direction. So the choice of the quarterback is going to be important. But Walker White definitely makes the conversation interesting. And I can guarantee you this, the way that fans are impatient If the product on the field does not look good, game one, then there are going to be clamors for bringing in the true freshman, bringing in whomever it is, right? So it doesn't really matter if it's Peyton Thorne, right? It could be Holden Garner starting in game one. It could be Hank Brown starting in game one. If it doesn't look good, people are going to start asking, where's Walker White? I guarantee that because I understand how fans approach things. They are going to start asking for Walker White because the small sample size that they saw got people excited. He's got a lot of work to do. It's good that he's coming in early during the spring, an early enrollee, so he can get acclimated to the position. It's tough to be a true freshman quarterback in this league, though. So my hope is that someone else is ready to take the reins that's been here and as understood the system a little bit more and is able to step in and play so that he doesn't have to get thrown to the wolves out there game one week one he doesn't even need to be in a position where he's doing that against Cal week two or you know when once we get into SEC play in week four we really need to have Walker White have an opportunity to grow and mature however I will say with the same caveat if he's the best guy put him out there and let him play but I don't just want you guys to listen to what I'm talking about. I want to hear what your thoughts are on the situation. And I appreciate everybody for dropping in here with me today. As always, the Morning Drop is brought to you by a show sponsor. And today that sponsor is our friends at Manscaped. Cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped because your resolution shouldn't be the only thing that are well kept. 2024 is the time for new heights, new opportunities, and a new look for your Times Square balls. Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 
Walter is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain or trim um, and go for a clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered, trusted by over 10 million men worldwide. Now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer by going to manscaped.com, using code REPORT for 20% off plus free shipping. Happy New Year or happy new balls. That's right here from Manscaped, here on the Morning Drop with your guy, Ike Jones. I appreciate you guys dropping in here with me. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. I'm going to get over here into the comment section and see what you all are talking about. You guys are always going to drop your opinions on things, and I appreciate seeing them every single time we come in here. Uh, Let's see here. We will get it started with Chris S., who says, Walker White looks the part. For sure. I listen, he definitely has the size and the the I mean he he has what you would call the prototypical quarterback. Like if he was two inches taller, people would like him because he's I think he's like what six four. If he was like six six, he'd probably be a five star. Like he's he's got a big arm. Uh he's he's built well, right? Like he's not like a skinny, frail kid. He looks like a guy who you would see come in and can be the type of quarterback that you want him to be. Yet to be seen whether or not that's going to play out on the field, but he absolutely get. He's one of those guys you talk about. You know, a team getting off the bus, they look like they're going to be able to. He's one of those when he gets off the bus, he looks like somebody. So that's what the excitement is about with him, and that's why those young wide receivers that are coming in, I don't think that they're going to be one and done because they're going to want to see an opportunity for Walker White to be the guy delivering them the football, whether that's in year one or not. Uh, Corey Weber jumps in and says, Black Monday in the NFL is here. It is. It's time. And this is what has a lot of people uh, around the country. And if you don't know what Black Monday is, it is the Monday after the final Sunday of uh, football in the NFL. And that's when a lot of coaches start to get fired, whether that's head coaches, position coaches, uh, coordinators start to get fired. And so that means there's a lot of job openings that are going to start to come up. And that means that staffs around the country who already have people who they thought were cemented are now looking to guard all of their people from being snatched up by NFL franchises. So uh, should be an interesting time coming up here. Uh, Walker, the Walker show, appropriate to have the Walker show comment on a Walker white commentary says the QBs for the fire in the under armor game played less than good. Uh, So if you watch the under armor game, that uh, the fire was the team in which Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman were on. And they just didn't really have any opportunities to get the football in that game to showcase what they have. Um, It was, it was almost like embarrassing to watch how severely they were being dominated by team ice in that game. So very interesting to see what's going to happen. Listen, they were in a situation where, and this is the, the the situation with wide receivers around the country. 
you can only control what you can control at wide receiver. You can't control how many targets you get. You can't even control whether or not the target that you get is going to be the most accurate football in the world. You could run the perfect route. You could be wide open. You still have to have good blocking and a quarterback to deliver the football to you. So that's the frustrating thing about playing wide receiver is that your opportunities are contingent on a lot of other people getting their job right. And so you know, that's why I say I don't know that these receivers were sold on year one success. And uh, it's just a cautionary tale to anybody who wants to play the position of wide receiver that you have to be able to be committed to a process a little bit uh, because there's you just don't have a lot of control over the things that are going to happen around you. And so you kind of have to trust the process a little bit more, especially at the wide receiver position, because there's so many other things that have to go right in order for you to be able to be excellent at what you do as far as opportunities, getting and excelling in the number of opportunities that you get. Now, when you get the ball in your hands or you get the ball thrown in your direction, it's up to you to catch that or making sure that you're available on every single play. But it is limited in the opportunities that you get because there's so many other things that have to go right right you got to get a good snap you got to get good blocking you got to have a quarterback who's got the vision and reading the right things then he's got to deliver the ball accurately and on time all of those things have to happen before you even get a chance to catch the football um so hopefully we're going to get that offensive line solidified and the quarterback right so those young men who are coming in that everybody's super excited about will get an opportunity to make impact on football games Haley jumps in and says i think walker may very well May, may start very soon, I think is what she meant to say. Yeah, I think it's possible that he is going to start. It just kind of depends on um, what the guys in the room right now are doing. Uh, you know, uh, I'm still 50-50 on whether or not we're going to go out to the transfer portal to go get a quarterback. I still would like to see Coach Hugh Freeze be able to build and develop around the guys that he has in the room because I think there's a ton of talent with those young men. But it's got to be the right mix, right? If you don't have, and, and this was a conversation that was brought up in, I think, our comment section in regard to starting a Hank Brown or a Holden Gurner last season, did we have the right kind of pass protection to be able to protect them because they're not as mobile as Peyton Thorne is. Again, Peyton Thorne, I've said this a few times, surprisingly mobile, right? He's more mobile than I gave him credit for coming in. So he was able to save himself from some sacks that he would have gotten in some games because of the pressure that was brought on him. Now he, he ran himself into a couple of them, but he was able to save himself from some because of his mobility, his athleticism. I don't know if... Uh, Holden Gurner or Hank Brown have that level, level of athleticism. It doesn't appear that Holden Gurner does have, you know, Peyton Thorne level athleticism. Now, whether or not he's got some pocket awareness and mobility and all those sort of things, once you get an opportunity to come in and actually get those uh, QB1 reps, I don't know the answer to that either. And Hank Brown wasn't blitzed at all during the game, during that bowl game. Like they were bringing three-man pressures. He only really got pressure from the one side, I mean, maybe twice in all of the nine throws that he had. He was able to get to his check down each one of those. He didn't take a sack any of them. Um, but I don't know what his mobility looks like and whether or not he's going to be a run threat. So that means, and I say all of that to say, the offense has to look different when you have a quarterback who isn't capable of getting you those sorts of yards in an RPO scheme. That means that the run and the pass are really the options that you have. It's not going to be running back handoff, QB run and pass. It's not a triple option in that sort of way. So you have to change the way that you structure your offense when the quarterback is not a run threat. Um, so the question still has to be answered about those guys. Now, 
That is not the case for Walker White. Walker White is a run threat. I don't think he's not as fast as Peyton Thorne. He didn't look to have like the twitchiness of Peyton Thorne, but he is a guy who is more of a powerful runner in that mold. So he is kind of like a Ryan Tannehill kind of mobility guy, right? So Ryan Tannehill in the NFL, his collegiate days, he was a wide receiver mostly. But Ryan Tannehill in the NFL kind of mobility where it's not really about his speed, it's more about his power, um, kind of Josh Allen-esque, right? Like that kind of thing. So he's he's in the different mold of quarterback. At least I haven't seen him in the open field look fast compared to D1 athletes. He looks fast out there playing against them kids in high school in Arkansas. I don't know what he looks like as far as speed is concerned in the SEC. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how that translates for him and his ability to escape pressure and be able to generate yards on the ground. Uh, so uh, I am looking forward to seeing what he brings. Uh, Steve Radley jumps in and says, Walker White made a throw that we have been missing. Anxious to see what he can do. Even got some feet. Just talked about his ability to run a little bit. And I, you know, listen, there are two throws that he made in that game. He didn't, like, if you go and you look at statistically, I think he was something like four of 10 or something. Like, it wasn't, his stat line wasn't great. Be clear, he had a couple of drops in there, right? And, like, in some throws that he probably, if he was throwing to receivers that were a little bit more dynamic, they might have been able to come down with those catches. There were some Contested catches and some drops in some of those scenarios. So stat line, not necessarily indicative of how well he was throwing the football, but there were two throws in particular, I think, that jump out to you. One is, of course, the second throw for the touchdown because it was perfectly placed over the top, hit the running back in stride for the touchdown. The second one to me was the fourth and nine throw. So again, you can go and look at the throws. Um, we have those up on the Warport social media out there on Twitter. I think I'll get that up on Instagram at some point in time today. Uh, but there was a fourth and nine throw where he escaped the pressure. He, roll, he stepped up in the pocket and was rolling to his right, made a throw on the run to a receiver. Actually, I take that back. There is a third throw that I really like that he made. He had four completions, but three of those throws to me were impressive. Um, but the fourth and nine throw is the second um, impressive one that I liked because it showed an awareness of, you know, down and distance. Fourth down, you got to have a first down, stepping up into the pocket and throwing on the run. Uh, the third throw that I really liked was the back shoulder that he had for the first down. I don't remember what the down and distance was on that one, but it was um, up the left sideline. Wide receiver did a great job of getting both feet down. But those were three throws that you say to yourself, OK, if he can make these types of throws consistently, those are three completions. He had another really good throw to a guy that was it was a covered receiver, but it hit the receiver in his stomach. And you just got to come down with that catch. But those are three completions that he had that I think were very impressive throws because they showed different kinds of ability you show the touch and accuracy up the sideline on one of those you show yourself being able to move and still throw with accuracy on the run and in, in another one and then you show your ability to put a little heat on it and locate a ball to a big body receiver on the sideline in the third one so you see three different types of throws that he's able to make three different platforms that he's throwing from three very different scenarios that he's throwing into and he's able to complete all of those so there are some things to be excited about with him now and there you know if we're going to be fair there are some things to critique about some of the things that he did as well he had another throw on the run that was very errant he's running out to his right trying to hit um 
I think a tight end that's coming across the formation and he overthrows him by a pretty significant margin on that throw. So again, there are things to be worked on. Walker White is far from a complete quarterback or perfect, but you can't expect perfection. But I'm looking forward to seeing what his progression is. And this is, again, uh, when we talk about, you know, Coach Free saying he's done very well with quarterbacks, he and Kent Austin, this is the time where you show you can develop a quarterback because you have some raw skill and ability in this quarterback room that's available to be developed. And now, I think you've eliminated the idea that there's not talent in the wide receiver room. Like, I don't know that we can go into 2024 still talking about a talent level of the wide receiver room. I didn't think that that was a real excuse in 2023. But again, other people did, including some people on the staff. Great. We shouldn't be able to go into 2024 with that as a reasoning. Let's take that one off the table. And now let's see how these quarterbacks can develop in this system, address the offensive line and make sure that they are solid up front. And now your QB just needs to go out there and deliver. So looking forward to seeing what that progression is like. Uh, Tim, the tool main Taylor says, why it, why is it so quiet surrounding the QB and OC positions? It's wild that we haven't seen much about this. Uh, I mean, silence around the QB position, I think is more so indicative of the fact that they are not in a hurry. And he was not in a hurry last year, coach Hugh freeze to go out looking for a solution in the portal. Now he eventually did go to it in the summer. Uh, once TJ Finley decided he was not going to stay, or I, I don't know if that was the plan the entire time or what, but it, it did not appear as if post spring, he felt like he had the guy that he wanted to ride into the season with. So he went to the portal at that point in time. And so I don't really want to go to a second uh, transfer window quarterback again, because I think you invite a lot of the same types of situations that could potentially pop up with that one. And you, you really just kind of have to hit on that guy at that point in time. Uh, you have more opportunity if you get one in this window to go through a true competition throughout the spring, everybody getting the uh, same chances of looking at the playbook and all that sort of thing. As far as the OC position is concerned, I think there's just too many things up in the air. Again, we're at the point right now, we're at the Monday where a lot of things are going to start happening in the NFL. And that's going to send kind of shockwaves throughout the rest of football, not just um, professional football, but collegiate football with them trying to uh, poach talent from college teams to be, you know, coordinators or position group folks. So we're going to see a lot of movement coming up here. And uh, we should see some definition within this week about what the landscape looks like. And then you can probably expect to see more movement from more teams coming up very soon in regard to that. Uh, Justin Thomas says, if the QB is terrible game one next year, I'm not going to like Hugh Freeze anymore. Um, I don't know that I would say I'm not going to like him if he's terrible. Um, if the QB is terrible game one, I am going to be disappointed if we go into game four and game one didn't look good and we haven't made a pivot by game four. Right. So you're going to have an opportunity in the first game to work the cobwebs out. And I think you should look good, but I don't know that you need to look great. But if it looks disastrous, I need him to be able to pivot off of that. We need two to three prepared quarterbacks going into game one so you don't feel stuck with your game one decision. Uh, but, you know, I'm not first opportunities out there, especially, especially if the starting quarterback game one is not Peyton Thorne, then I'm going to have way more leash and way more acceptance and understanding, regardless of the fact that this is competition that you should be good against because they're not a power five contest, um, excuse me, competitor. 
erase all of that from the thought process. It's still going to be whomever this is, regardless if, if it's not a transfer quarter, portal quarterback that comes in game one and it's not Peyton Thorne, this will be whomever that quarterback, that will be their first start as a collegiate quarterback, regardless of who that is. So I'm going to have more patience with the process of those young men than I would with Peyton. Peyton Thorne can't look bad, Gate Woman, if he's your starting quarterback. Like, that's inexcusable at that point in time. We got to move away from that situation. So, yes, if it's Peyton Thorne and he looks bad, then I'm going to say, hey, hey, what, what are we doing here? If it's one of those other ones and they look bad, and I guess we should define bad, too, like, like what's considered looking bad in that game and actually what's considered looking good in that game, right? Like, do you need to be flawless in a game? Because it's, again, it's first time starter going to have a different kind of perspective on what good and bad is in that. So uh, I'm not going to turn on them immediately game one, but I am going to be, it's going to be looking kind of iffy if by game four, it ain't started to look a little better. Uh, Chris S says the group of five might start to be a farming system for QBs to the power five get them some tape versus higher competition early and then transition to the big boy conference. I mean, that's definitely been the case is, you know, you got a couple of young men who go into the group of five, they play one or two seasons and play really well. They didn't get the looks that they wanted to out of high school, but they proved at a collegiate level that they could do some things and, and shown themselves, especially when they go and play a power five school. And they, if they perform well in those games and they become you know, highly touted in the transfer portal. And this goes back to the conversation we were having yesterday about kind of the propensity of pl- of places around the country right now for not really trying to, de- the, the, the FCS and group of five are really the only places around college football where people are actually being developed because you have to, right? Because you're not getting the, the, the supposedly can't miss five-star kid out of, of um, high school. But a lot of those five-star kids out of high school don't end up playing at the school in which they committed to initially because there's an impatience with the process of seeing somebody develop. You don't want to start them too soon, and they go out there and they don't perform well. You saw that cautionary tale happen with Dante Moore up there in UCLA last year. He came out, he started early, didn't look good. Then he went to the transfer portal. He's gone on somewhere else, right? You've got to be able to have some patience with the young men, and those young men need to have patience with themselves. Um to be able to go through a process of maybe not starting immediately, but finding their footing within the program and working their way up into that spot. But coaches have to be given the room to be able to do that and take their lumps with somebody who may not be as talented as the five-star true freshman, but more ready to start right now, even if their ceiling is not as high so that they have a time to groom and process them into that. But administrators, fans around the country don't really give people time to do the two, three-year escalation process necessary to hand the reins over to somebody of a program that's working as a well-oiled machine as opposed to having them come in and be saviors immediately so it's a lot of pressure on these young men a lot of pressure on these coaches to figure this out and hopefully we will give these guys time to do it uh chris s i'll get him jumping back in and here says uh like holden would have benefited greatly from playing two years at troy or something for a couple of years i don't know if if playing at i mean he would have benefited from that from the standpoint of he'd have tape right now um and that puts him in a different conversation as far as being able to start immediately because again if the if you're going to say to a young man well he hasn't started he doesn't have any experience that's why i can't play him then nobody's ever going to play right nobody's it's always going to be go get someone at a uh FCS group of five school that started already and have them come in and take the reins. So you got to have a process in which you are developing them and getting them some actual 
uh, reps in games. Last year, our um, games that we had out there, because and, and you know, listen, Holden Gurner actually was in a in a bad situation last year because he was number three on the depth chart. So he wasn't going to get as many opportunities um, in games. We were off to slow starts in some of those games, thinking about, you know, a couple of the games we had early in the year. We were off to slow starts in those games that turned in, out to be blowouts. But because we needed two quarters really into the third quarter before the offense really got going, then you get to Robbie Ashford into that game. So he's got to get his reps in there if you really want him to truly be a contributing factor later. So he was in a bad situation at QB3 with the offense not really performing well early to even get to the number three quarterback on the depth chart in some of those earlier games. Uh, so hopefully we're in a different situation coming up into this year so we can get multiple quarterbacks some work in some of these early games and they will be able to get some experience in the games. Again, even if it's lesser competition, whatever it is, still have them in there and being able to play and and utilize the talent that's around them, get some synergy playing in collegiate games, and that stuff is going to be uh, important. Uh, Big Gap, I'll close it out with you, says give each QB the full playbook and see who runs the offense best. Absolutely. I don't think we're in a situation right now where we're going to have specialized you know, groups of plays for any of these young men. I think everybody's going to be asked to run the entirety of the playbook this year. So it's going to be a very different situation around the quarterback this year than it was last year. And looking forward to seeing what Coach Hugh Freeze does during this offseason to cement what that process is going to be and what the escalation process is going to be for all of these young men to try to find them playing time and get them ready to be able to play collegiate football if their number's being called. All right, I'm going to get out of here. I appreciate you guys dropping in with me. As always, the morning drop is brought to you by Rogue Shop. Make sure you head to rogueshop.com and use code REPORT when you do. Uh, Whether it is sleep, stress, anxiety, pain, uh, the Rogue Shop's got a remedy for you. That is America's number one online dispensary. So make sure you check them out at rogueshop.com using code rapport. Before you get out of here, like the video, subscribe to the channel, share the content with somebody out there. If you're out there on podcast, five-star reviews, all of those things. We'll be back at you guys with another morning drop tomorrow morning. Until then, and as always, Warrior. Drop!